When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor at HowStuffWorks.com, and I'm here with Ben Bolin. How are you doing, Ben? I'm always doing well, man. Uh, as our producer said, we let us proceed to rock. So. <laughs> Here we go. Um, if we're going to rock, let's just get right into it then. Let's okay. just say what we're up to. We're, we're going to talk about today the world's most dangerous roads. Yes, most dangerous which, roads. Which I think is pretty awesome. I mean, because I, I mean, I've got an idea of what a dangerous road is. I've, I've been on roads that I consider dangerous, mountain roads that are you know gravel and uh, maybe you know high altitude with a, a cliff next to them or something, but. I'll tell you, every road that I've ever been on compared to the ones that I'm seeing here, pretty meek. Oh, yeah. Really, actually, really meek compared to what I hear um, either either the, the conditions of the road, the, the physical conditions of the road, mm-hmm. or kind of what happens around the road. Um, and we'll we'll discuss that in a little bit. But there's some, there's some pretty dangerous situations you can get into on, you know, I guess – you know, roads that you shouldn't travel on, really. Right, the yeah. the road that's better left untraveled. No, it's interesting that we're uh, we're a show based in the United States, and we're talking about the world's most dangerous roads because you know for a long time the interstate system has really given us a, a, a great deal. You know, we can we live in a country where we can drive from one coast to the other and probably not take uh, some of the enormous risk that people driving on the world's most yeah. dangerous roads. That, take. We might not even have to go on a gravel road to do that. I don't think we would. I don't think we would. No, I'm, I think I'm it's paved. Pretty sure you don't have to. Yeah. So, um, I uh, guess um real quick when we go in, maybe we can define uh we can define this for our listeners. When we say road, we mean something that people would take a car on every day, not not any crazy hiking trail or path. Um although there are some very dangerous paths, of course, but uh we're talking about stuff that believe it or not, and you might not believe it once you see the photos. These are roads that people drive to work on, that children go to school on, if they make it. 
Uh, you know what? If they make it is key because a lot of these roads you'll find they're very uh, very small roads, a lot of them in, mm-hmm. in many cases. Some are really long, but we'll talk about some real small roads mm-hmm. that have surprising death rates uh, per year. You know, we'll find hundreds of deaths per year on mm-hmm. some of these roads. And, you know, they may only be 30 or 40 miles long at the most. So, you know, shocking death rates, I guess, is, is the be- better way to put it. Um, but that, that goes to show you that, you know, there's – there's something inherently danger, dangerous about this road. Either it's the the weather conditions, the um, just where the road is built itself, sure. The surroundings, the people that you know are around the road, and the customs, and the uh, mm-hmm. you know the um, crime rate. Yeah, crime, instance. I guess, would be a yeah. big one, really. Um, there's just a lot of different reasons why these roads are listed as as you know the, the world's most dangerous roads, and you'll find lists like this all over the internet. In fact, we just you know, gathered a bunch of, of sure. the most dangerous, and we're going to talk about a few of them. We won't hit all of them. We're not going to count down from, you know, 10 to number no, 1, but no. there is one that consistently came up as number 1 on the yeah. world's most dangerous roads, and we'll, we'll get to that at the end. You I want promise. to save that one for the yeah, end? Yeah, save it for Let's the end. Let's save that as a good one. Because um, I, I guess really we need to kind of define what we're talking about. We, mm. we kind of are starting that already, yeah. but, but um, the roads that we we think of as dangerous, you know, we... We had that discussion when we talked about Pikes Peak um, yes. just a while back. It wasn't yeah. that long ago. And there was a, uh, a turn, a particular turn, called the Bottomless Pit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bottomless Pit is, I think we said it was right around. I, I about a thousand? I think it was about a thousand feet. thousand feet. Uh, maybe a little less, but still you're talking about a long drop. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, it's difficult to... It's difficult to go off of the bottomless pit, really. You would have to either be out of control. You know, your vehicle would have to have lost its brakes. Sure. Uh, the, the roadway is well marked. Um, there was a case recently of uh, someone who drove off of it intentionally. Um, but they have that race there every year. And no one's no one's ever, you know, crashed off of the bottomless pit right. corner during the race. Um, I don't know. It, it seems like, you know, I'm sure that's dangerous, but it's easily avoidable. In this In this case... We're talking about roads where, like you said, they have to go from the village to maybe the um, uh, the capital, the city, the capital city sure. uh, of the region, and this is the only way to get there, or it was the only way up until a certain point. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. It's, it comes down to you know the ro- the road that you have to travel really. Um, yeah. And this is this is very much a uh, <clears throat> this is very much uh, a pertinent concern. You know, this is very relevant. To people, um, I've got some numbers, Scott. If you want to hear some numbers, How do I ever? Do you? Okay. Oh, sure. I okay. Do. Yeah, cool. yeah. Why not? All right. So, tell me what you think about this. Um, according to the Association for Safe International Road Travel, over one million people die in road crashes each year. One million. Let's break that down to twenty-seven hundred people a day. Right. What? And, wait. Wait. Twenty-seven. I've never heard this. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-seven hundred. Twenty-seven hundred people a day people die every single day. It's a big world, but also these are you know we have to consider that eighty-five uh, percent of these road crash fatalities are in developing countries, mm-hmm. and they have a lot. There are a lot of factors in a developing country, like we we're talking about, that tend to make driving more dangerous. But another thing, I've got two more crazy mm-hmm. ones, and then we'll move on. Okay. Right? Okay. Uh, the leading cause of death for men ages 15 to 44 worldwide, road crashes. Wow. Which that's, is... The, that's, the lead, that's the number one cause. That's, yes. Now, of course, this is a statistic from the Association for Safe International Road Travel. So this, I, this I don't know. something to do with testosterone and, uh, you know, I, I could drive a little faster. Oh, gosh, little, yeah. You think that's it? I think that's a, that's a very... That's a very distinct possibility. Pro- there's probably a factor in, you know, 
Uh, well, in a lot of countries, men are, are the primary drivers. We've oh, talked about that true. as well. And, yeah. and here's, here's the last one, and this just blows my mind, Scott. Um, the, this organization estimates that the cost of road crashes, the cost to developing countries, is approximately $60 billion, and that's about twice the amount of money they receive in developmental assistance. Whoa. So think of how much money we could save if we can make these roads safe. You said sixty billion with a B. Billion with a B. Wow, that that's unbelievable. Now that I was just blown away, I'll tell you the, the one out of that that mm-hmm. shocked me the most is the uh, the one million people a year. That's yeah, that's, that's very 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 important. Well, how many a day was that again? Uh, Twenty seven hundred a day. Twenty seven hundred fatal or fatalities mm-hmm. on the road every yeah. day. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, when we, when you look at these some of these roads though that we're talking about, I mm-hmm. guess you can see where you know. And I've I've heard stories of these uh, on these roads. Reading these stories, yeah. um, saying that you know there may be a busload of people that have 100 people in the bus that go over a cliff at one time. Jeez. Um, so I can understand how the number climbs, but uh, and that's just one accident. You know mm. that hasn't happened in a while, and that was in a certain region. We'll talk about it later. Mm. But um, I can understand that you know when you get public transportation that's packed like that, and then something happens. I can imagine that it's uh, it's you know tremendous loss. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy 
and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Well, can I, let me, let me ask you, if you, you know, you know a lot about cars, you know, a lot about you know, all the automotive related stuff. I was wondering if you could break down for me a, a couple of the more infamous or notorious dangerous roads. And maybe if it's cool, maybe why these places are so much more dangerous. Yeah, well, we've got a few. We've got, um, now there's a lot of top 10 lists out there okay. and I, these are in no order at all, but, um, Forbes had a good list. I think there was another one from, uh, I forget the name of it. It was like uh, Most Amazing Facts or something okay. like that. It was just uh, you know, just random sites. But they, they all seem to gather this list from um, that organization that you had mentioned, um, the Association for Safe International Road Travel. Yes. That's kind of the organi- organization that puts out these main lists that say, mm-hmm. here are the most dangerous in the world, and based on our figures. Um, let's just start out with one in um, in Egypt. Uh, there's a scuba diving resort along the Red Sea that's um, – it, it, to get there between um, the city of Luxor and uh, – Oh, uh, Gurdukwa. There you go. I <laughs> am probably butchering that. <laughs> that's better than I would ever do. Thank you for ste- – you can step in at any point in any of these names, <laughs> by the, the way, names. because every one of them I will have trouble with. I, I will take the fall for mispronouncing well, these. this is crazy, but it says at night – Drivers speed across the dusty desert with their headlights off. Why? Setting stage for head-on collisions. The reason is because it's more dangerous to drive with your headlights on. And you would say... Why? Why, yeah. The reason is because the bandits or the, uh, you know, the um, people that want to, well, you know, pull you over, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. sidetrack your car, take uh, take all your money, possibly murder you, you know, et cetera. It, there's, there's a lot of bad... Bad things going on out there in the desert, apparently. So it's safer so to drive. Yeah, e- e- they say that terrorists patrol the highways between the uh, between these two cities. Uh, they call them bandits, or mm-hmm. you know, these are like the badland areas, I guess. Yeah. And um, they say that you know, yeah, it's much safer to drive with your headlights off at night. That's which remarkable. Blows me away. But they said that it just sets this perfect stage for head-on collisions in that region. That sounds to me as though it means that. Your chances of having an accidental head-on collision are lower. Uh, the the chances of a fatality due to a collision are lower than the chances of a fatality due to driving with your headlights on. <laughs> That's what they're saying. Yeah, I, I, it's hard to believe, but um, if the area is that dangerous, yeah, I got to tell you, I wouldn't be crossing it at night. That's a you know what? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. I I love resorts and I love the ocean and mm-hmm. everything about it, but I don't think I could. Uh, I don't think I would drive in there. So for like a chance to uh, to scuba dive in the Red Sea, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't risk death and uh, and destruction, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> risk it at night, Scott. No, me either. I wouldn't. You know, I, I think during the day I would even avoid that area. It seems like. I mean, that's probably probably not accurate. I bet it's much more safe during the day. But um, so I, that I road that, that road is dangerous than more due to crime. Correct. Yeah, that's a, that's one of the okay. uh, the crime regions or, or reasons, I guess. Um, another one, which is called the world's longest motorable road, um, that's according to Guinness, is uh, in the Costa Rica region. This is now this is the Pan American Highway that runs thirty thousand miles. Oh yes, from this Alaska one, to Patagonia, right? See, you know this. 
Yep. All right. You know this already. This is uh, the reason that it's it's dangerous is because um, to avoid construction projects in the rainforest. Okay. They avoid they they put a halt to construction projects and things that are happening in the region. And there's a lot of mudslides and and the road gets washed out. And there's just a lot of dangerous areas due to that. Of course. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so lack of construction. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, I, I guess. The part that goes through Costa Rica is particularly the most dangerous. Oh, Scott, hang on. If if I'm correct, I think you're referring to the uh, infamous little stretch of road there between San Isidoro and Cartago. <laughs> Wait, or I probably butchered that. That's I'm, okay. I'm so sorry. I need to apologize to my <laughs> Spanish teachers. Um, it's also known as the Hill of Death. And I would say the Hill of Death. What? <laughs> that sounds terrible. Why would you ever drive on a road that's called the Hill of Death? That has anything on it that's called the Hill of Death? Well, you know, I think when a lot of people hop on the road, they're thinking of it as the Pan American Highway. Yeah, true. They, they don't, don't learn they, about the Hill of Death. Probably don't call it the Hill of Death, but uh, yeah, I can understand where that would be trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, and, okay, you got another one here on the list. In China, the danger is other people, it says. And I believe that the population, just merely having that volume of people on the sure. roads. And they said that. Uh, Car accidents in the past 20 years have, have climbed from 3.9 to 7.6 per 100,000 of the population. Um, that's the number of deaths, rather, caused by car accidents. That's terrible. Yeah, it is. And they said that the volume of cars on the road has increased ninefold. But get this, the number of motorcycles has jumped by a factor of 54. Wait, by a factor of 54? factor of 54. Now, I'm no math major, but... Um, <laughs> It sounds like an awful lot of motorcycles to me. That is that is a tremendous. And, you know, I've seen the uh, I've seen videos of of intersections and you know stretches of highway where it's nothing but motorcycles. Mm-hmm. I've seen this in India as well. Yeah. Um, again, video, not spend scooters and motorcycles. Scooters and motorcycles and two wheel vehicles that that carry entire families. Mm-hmm. Um, very dangerous. Yeah, or yeah, used I, as cargo vehicles. Yeah, and here's a crazy statistic. They said yeah. that there were eighty two thousand deaths, road deaths, in two thousand six. 82,000. 82,000. 82,000 in China. Wow. That's in just one year. That's that's. That's a, a pretty big portion amount. of that yeah. 1 million that you had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, nearly 10%. So um, shocking number. I had heard that the worst part of that area was the uh, Sichuan-Tibet Highway, in the which is supposed to be up in the Himalayas. I'm going to scramble through my notes because I'm sure it's on here somewhere. But go ahead. Oh, here it is. Go ahead. Is that is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got. Uh, there are so many of these, Ben. I mean, you, you'll hear us reading and scrambling through this, mm-hmm. but there are so many of these roads that um, you know you've got little bits of information. I got little bits mm-hmm. of information. Mm-hmm. Trying to gather all these was was remarkable. It was difficult. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, go go ahead, please. Oh yeah. well, we should tell our listeners, um, guys, we're not going to get to all the dangerous roads because there there are quite a few um and you know we don't want to we don't want to say that we're only giving the highlights or our favorites because we don't want to think of dangerous roads as our favorites and highlights um but it's these are amazing places and in China if you are in China and you are driving the part of the Chinese roadways you want to look out for is Sichuan Tibet Highway again uh this place is you know how you see those warning signs when you're up in the Appalachians that say caution Falling rocks. Yes. Well, those are common, not the signs. The event is common on this highway. So if you're driving on this highway, you need to watch out for landslides and rock avalanches. Whoa. Yeah. The, Whoa. And, and, but there's a real, real concern about this that it happens often, right? Because yeah. I see those signs all the time. I may see a couple of you know remnants of a rock slide that sure. happened in years past maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, 
not common at all, really, I would think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're saying that you know it's kind of a daily thing, or if not, I, I don't know if more often it, than that. It is common. It's yeah. not surprising. And of course, uh, as you pointed out earlier, the most dangerous part is uh, just how dealing with the density of drivers and motorcyclists on the Makes on sense. any roadway. So. Makes sense. The more vehicles you have to deal with, the more uh, mm-hmm. you know prone it is to accidents. I suppose. Um, let's move to the UK. Let's move to the oh, but the not United Kingdom. <laughs> yeah, no, not not really move there. Well, let's talk about it. All right. Uh, if you want to move there, you can. A forty four. A forty four is a stretch of highway that runs from Oxford to, and I'm going to mess this name up, Aberystwyth. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it's close. Well, it's close. It, what you can tell the people, our listeners in the UK, if it sounds like Scott messed it up, it's our American accent. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> my southern. American accent. That's right. Um, even though I'm from, no, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Uh, anyways, this this two right, this two lane road has mm-hmm. enough fatalities and serious injuries, injury accidents that the government has installed surveillance cameras in order to to monitor speeding and collisions, so that they can send out. Oh um, wow. Re, you know, not repair, but uh, recovery vehicles. I guess they said that on this stretch of road, more than twenty five percent of the crashes are head on collisions. More than twenty five percent of the collisions are head on. That's I know. That's very You're very looking strange. At very wide eyes, but yeah, yeah that, that's unbelievable when you think about it. And that's two lane road, of course. So mm-hmm. you know that's dangerous right there to begin with. Right. Speeds must be incredibly high because you know there's this. Uh, there's got to be a median. Of some yeah, there's this government surveillance that's going on here because they know there's something happening there that mm-hmm. you know it's, it's dangerous. Um, anyways, I would think that you know some of these are some pretty horrible accidents, yeah. especially you know. Just to make the list, it's got to be bad. Yeah, because these are definitely the the worst of the worst. Mm-hmm. You have uh, you have any more here? Because I, I if, I, if not, I want to hear the go, ones you have. I've got a few. I mean, I don't want to go through all of these because a lot of them. You know, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. But a lot of these just have to, a lot of um, mountain passes, mm-hmm. a lot of switchbacks, a lot of terrain that's uncertain, a lot of washed out roads that we're talking about. You know, up yeah. in the mountains that. Um, you know, maybe no one can repair right away, and the next person that happens along that, you know, they they go right down with the road. Right. Um, and then a lot of these places are in, with the exception of the UK, a lot of these roads are in places where the average automobile may not be in the best condition. Correct. Yeah, that, right. that could happen as well. And then you've got buses, and you've got, oh, yeah. um, um, you know, overpacked buses to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that are a little bit, well, not a little bit, but a lot top heavy. Um, just dangerous, dangerous situations all around. And, and not only that, imagine these tiny little mountain passes where you've got, um, you know, big diesel trucks that are carrying cargo. Oh, man. Trying to pass a bus that's carrying, um, you know, I don't know, 100 people, let's say. Jeez. To and from, you know, the, the capital and the, the small city. Um, and they're trying to pass on a road that's barely wide enough for a car, really. I mean, what yeah. we would consider one lane. It's like three meters wide. Yeah, that's right. And they consider it, uh, you know, they can pass a bus and a uh, and a and a cargo vehicle there on the same on the same pass. You know, tires are barely on the edge, just ready to slip over. So um, hazardous. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian, someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet, and also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. 
And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here, we have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. I'll give you, I I think we're about ready to go to our numero uno, right? Oh, yeah, I think we are. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, lay it on me, man. All right. <laughs> Here's another one I'll mess the name up on. It's in Bolivia. Uh-huh. It's called the North Youngest Road. Pretty are, close. Uh, yeah. Are you, ta- are, are you talking about the one built by uh, prisoners of war from Paraguay back yes. in the 30s? Doesn't that sound just menacing? That, that right there sounds... Uh, yeah. It makes it sound like a haunted road or something like that. Is this the same road where drivers <laughs> stop to pour beer on the ground, beseeching a local goddess for safe passage? <laughs> you know what? You're exactly right. This is, the, <laughs> this is the road that it's only 40 miles long, like we've said. And the annual death toll each year is well over 100 people on this 40-mile stretch of road. Wow. And some estimates are saying 200 to 300. Um, I've, I've seen that in a few different places. Because so, not all of it's reported. Uh, yeah, that's that's some of it. And the other is that you know some some years there's a lot more. This is the average annual. Oh, yeah. Good so, point. So um, 200 to 300 deaths a year, 100 is pretty much the, uh, the known amount mm-hmm. that happens there every year. Now, I will say this, that they're in, uh, we should, I guess we should say where it is. It leads from La Paz to Coroico. I think it's how you say it, C-O-R-O-I-C-O, mm-hmm. which is Bolivia's capital. 
I don't know how to say that, uh, that, that capital city, I'm sorry, but um, there is now a new road um, that is that has taken its place, and it took 20 years to build. So that'll give you an idea of how uh, difficult this terrain is. You're talking about the, the Bolivian Andes Mountains, mm-hmm. and I guess it's, it's, it's a much more... Um, uh, I don't know. It's a safer road. It's got you know the it's it's paved and it's, it's got, a bypass, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's a bypass, but it it totally bypasses this road that you know. So you don't have to take this road mm-hmm. if you don't want to. I don't know why some people still do, but they do. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, the only people that are really using it now, occasionally, you know, there's occasional freight that goes back and forth, which is ridiculously dangerous. Yeah, but um, a lot of tourists will take this road just to say that they've been on the world's most dangerous road. Oh gosh, which is ridiculous. But a lot of people bike on this road as well, mm-hmm. uh, and that also extremely dangerous because you know, well, you don't have. Yeah, I think maybe a bike would be a little bit safer. I don't know, Ben. You know, this is one thing. Okay. I don't know. You might get run off the road by a uh, a bus or a, okay. Uh, because yes, you're right. I I've read story and I'll like no 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 before no. you get back. But um, I, I read a journalist's account of traveling on this road, and they were in a cab or something like that, mm-hmm. where they're being driven, possibly a bus. And they said that there were impatient people behind them that were passing on this road. And if you've seen photos of this road, if you've ever seen this road, I mean, the cliffs, are, these are sheer cliffs mm-hmm. with ragged edges that are being washed away daily by rain. Um, I don't know how the road is still there even. I mean, the And the Andes, a, since the elevation is so high, it's ridiculous. It's Pike's Peak in terms of the stress on an engine. Too. Oh, yeah, it's extremely, extremely high. And... Um, I don't know, just super dangerous. I mean, if you go over the edge, that's it. You're done. We'll take the bypass when yeah. we go. <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll tell you something really quick before we before we end up, because I know I know I got really excited about this. I know I've been talking your head off. Yes. Okay. So no, no, I, no, you're not talking. Uh, about you, you got excited about it. I, remember I was that, yeah. when I was living in Guatemala, um, oh, in the yeah. in the highlands there. They have. Uh, I was one of those guys on one of those buses because that's the cheapest form of transportation and it's oftentimes very reliable but these decommissioned um school buses like that bluebird built uh are everywhere in central america and they're literally on every road and i think the reason you know earlier i was i was kind of chickening out about pike's peak and i said no i'm not doing it (laughs) i might ride with you but that's it yeah um it's because of that man these these buses will I guess the scariest part was I was asking the driver, I said, hey, how many lanes does this thing have? We're going down the side of a volcano, Scott. Yeah. Um, and he said, you know, maybe two, sometimes three. It depends. It and then varies, I, huh? And then I many... went and sat down away from a window and closed my eyes. <laughs> now, listen, I don't mean to put you on the spot sure. here, but when we talked about this off air... Mm-hmm. You mentioned that you were holding a chicken during the time. I was holding a chicken on one ride. Yeah. There, there were more than one ride. There was more than one ride, but because people are are packed in so tight, you know, and because uh, I think I look like an okay, a, a trustworthy person. Oh, sure, trustworthy enough to hold someone to hold a chicken. Chicken, yeah, sure. Yeah. I am worthy of those chickens, <laughs> apparently. And you know what? That chicken was fine. Ah, oh, I bet it made we the trip t- just fine. We did not wreck. Good. Every everybody went happily ever after, except I assume at some time the chicken met with an untimely demise. But I, that's the way of the chicken. Yeah, I I have to say I've never made a bus ride holding a chicken. Hey man, not once. Hey, don't be. You know you're I, you're a relatively young guy. I know. I you know. got your whole life ahead of you. Dare to dream. <laughs> Dare to dream. Yeah, that's right. And I guess that wraps up for us today. Um, for all our listeners, thanks for tuning in, guys. If 
you have uh, some automobile topic that you've dared to dream of, please email us at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com and we'll check it out. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog now on the HowStuffWorks homepage. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. (laughs) You can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 